0: This dude went to New York City with a couple of his friends and he just left and didn't tell anyone who's leaving New York City. At the end of the night, they're like, where the heck is he? Like texting him, calling him like, yo. Nah, he's like, I had enough. I left. They're like, what? He's like, yeah, I'm on a train back to Connecticut. What is up, everybody? And welcome back to the Schooling Struggle Podcast. It is our belief that the only guarantee in life, is that every one of us is going to struggle. And how we embrace that struggle is what helps us become the best version of ourselves. My name is Pete, coming to you from Heartland, Vermont. And with me is my co-host and friend. Coming to you from Washington State is Todd Ellis. What is up, Todd?
1: Not much, Peter. Not a lot going on. Got a lot of family in my driveway staring at me right now, so that's funny. I got no expectations for that one.
0: Do you have any expectations for this conversation? Zero. Perfect. Because that is what we're going to talk about tonight. All right. Early on in our correspondence, I learned from you several different lessons or thought processes regarding just expectations for life in general. And that's something that I've been working on over the years. Uh, I, I think I once heard, I think the quote goes, Happiness is reality minus expectations. So the higher our expectations are for something, regardless of how it ends up, that impacts our level of happiness or how we take in the experience. I think an example of that would be we've all heard of movies that were amazing. We had these super high expectations and we went to see the movie. The movie was good, but it didn't meet our expectations. So we didn't think the movie was all that great. Versus you didn't hear anything about a movie and you just go to watch it and it blows your mind. Maybe it wasn't even as good as the one you had high expectations for, but it was an awesome movie because you had no expectations. So with that said, I just want to set this off by asking you how you utilize or how you implement expectations with your mindset in general.
1: Well, that's a great question, Peter. (laughs) I'd like to leave
0: it open-ended.
1: You do well at that. Expectations. So... I, uh, there's two camps for me and expectations and it's kind of hypocritical, but it's just the way I am. We'll start with the, with the converse expectations in my head, um, around certain groups of people and how they should act as should is a terrible word and and how I would how I expect them to act. How about that is, um, something that I fight with all the time. And it, it hooks me more often than I would like to admit just because of its nature and the role it has played in my parenting, my being a husband, my social circles, anything you could imagine interpersonally. So that aside, the other, the other one is um, expectation, I have learned and heard multiple times is the mother of all disappointment. And so going with what you were saying, it's one of those things where if you have no expectation, then you don't have to worry about excluding it from that equation that you talked about earlier. It's it's just what it is is, and whatever way it's going to go is the way it will be. And so, the the more I practice mindfulness, the more I practice, you know, living to my values, and the more I I try to practice those things as much as I can. I'm narrowing the gap between those two camps, but it's it's very difficult to to ride that line all the time of zero expectation. So that's that's how I look at it, and that's how I how it falls for me most often.
0: Nice. So what I would love for this conversation is to focus more on that second piece um, that you just shared. I think when you think about expectations, it can be so many different things, right? I can I bite into a strawberry. I'm going to expect mm-hmm. it's going to taste this way. Um, it is now February in Heartland, Vermont. I can expect the weather is going to be this way. And those all play into this conversation. But what I want to talk about is kind of expectations that we put on ourselves, that we put on other people, and maybe that we put on the circumstances that we either create for ourselves or find ourselves in. And that's something that I've learned a lot from you over our correspondence over the last couple of years. And I think I was doing this even before we met, but I've learned that like, for me, an example is uh, when it comes to travel, (laughs) we have a kind of a cool partnership. My wife and I, she loves the planning process of any trip or travel experience we're getting into. So she does all the research, she figures it all out for her. That's a major enjoyment piece of the experience. And I learned from back in the day when I just threw a backpack on and, you know, flew to Europe, I prefer to have zero expectations. So I don't want to see the landmarks before I get there. I don't want to know what's available because if I'm not able to do or see something that's available, I do have the expectation to do or see that thing, then I get disappointed. So I literally will say to her like, Hey, you know, once we decide where we're going to go to a place, like, I don't want to see any pictures. I don't want to see any videos. I don't want to know the hotel we're staying in. I don't want to know anything because then it's just all new and really exciting to me. And there is no expectation. Not really related to that, but maybe is also the expectations or the lack of expectations that I'm working and striving and putting on the people for which I share my closest relationships. And I'm getting into the habit when I leave a voicemail, I don't even know if people even listen to voicemails anymore, but when I do, I always say no expectation and call me back. I'm just calling to check in to say, hi, to share my love, say what's up, no expectation to call back. And i really believe like I'm living that when I, when I do leave that message, like there is no expectation and I just think the more expectations we put on ourselves and we put on others, the more tethered we are to stuff and the more tethered we are, the less free we are. And it's just something that I've been been working on. And I feel like you have this ability to articulate that to me um, better than I can articulate in this conversation right now.
1: No, you did a good job. Um, where do you think expectations come from? Like if you would think back, like, oh, this is the first expectation I had. So I think in
0: general – an area that I lack is with humility and I've led a life that's pretty self-absorbed. So I think a lot of my expectations, at least until you know the last couple of years, have been about about me, about what's my enjoyment, what am I gonna get out of it? How is this going to impact or play a role in my life? And I think for me, the expectations. A lot of it was that kind of self-absorbed, maybe vain, selfish approach to the way I did things. So I expected this of my mother, and I expected this of my boss, and I expected this of my girlfriend or my wife or my best friend. And if those expectations were not met, then that was an you know an, an indictment on me, or that upset me. And I think that I'm trying to change those now and. That's what comes to mind quickest when you ask me where my expectations come from.
1: Yeah. I, I was, I was more wondering like, when you told the story about growing up, I remember you saying that there's only one rule, right? And in my mind, that breaks down kind of to expectations. So, you know, don't ask me for money, for example. Do you remember a time when you started having expectations? And, what, and was that impressed on you? Or was that just something that you were like, one day you were like, oh, just been disappointed because this thing didn't happen. I think
0: your first point about like their expectations, how people behave in certain situations, you know, that the manners and the, you know, being courteous that all those expectations were instilled Mm -hmm. in me at a young age. But as far as that next level of expectations, I, I cannot pinpoint where or when that would have started in my life.
1: What about you? um, No, I don't think that there was a certain inflection point where. Where I recall there being like, oh, I didn't meet this expectation. Like, you know, like in my, if I bring it to mind, I can't think of a single point in time. But I do know that expectation of my parents as I grew up was vastly different than how I experience it now. And so when I, when I try to objectively look at expectations as I move through my life, I think to myself, how could I not hold such a lofty expectation that? leave somebody to feel like they're always under the weight of somebody else's perspective. And so it it doesn't happen all the time and it doesn't happen continuously, but every time I'm able to think about, you know, like, like you starting the podcast, it's like, there should be no expectation because either you're going to start or you're not going to start. It's, it's one way or the other, you know, don't beat yourself up about what happens. Everything, you know, life just gets in the way all the time. But to bring it all back around, when I think about our audience and I think about the people that we're trying to share our stories with and things like that, I, I think it's important to think about what is it in the, in the, you know, the crockpot of your life that begins you to look at expectation and what exactly that, Means and then be able to objectively sit back and look at it and say, does it really matter? Does that does that really matter for the direction I, I choose to go? So if you if you're allowing your expectations to create your way, you know by the time you get there, what have you, what have you really what have we really accomplished other than living up to some some mold or you know trying to form yourself into something that may or may not be you at the end? Yeah,
0: so that leads me to you know what I've been thinking about and what I've been working on lately in my life is often the stress that we have about what we think other people's expectations of us are weighs heavy on us. And for many people, I mean, that is a, that is a real struggle. Talk about schooling struggle. You know, yeah. we know, story. I know, I definitely know people that their lifelong goal is just to gain the acceptance and love, of yeah. you know, one of their parents or someone that they value in their life. Right. And that's something that I've been working on is like this unconditional peace. Like I want, my daughter to know that regardless of what she does or how she acts i'm there unconditionally and it's the same for students i often think students feel like oh i have to do this for the teacher and i tell them on the first day of school like i don't want you to do anything in this class for me i want you to do it for yourself i'm going to partner with you to strive to be a better version of yourself and help you along that path and i feel like the people that we are most comfortable around are the people that we feel are not judging us based on their expectation of us. So I want to be viewed as a person that is not judging anyone on their expectation, but is just here to support them unconditionally. And I think when it comes to expectations, I'm working on two things. One is that I want to be that unconditional, supportive, loving person for whoever you know takes me in their life. And two is that I don't want to put that expectation on anyone on the flip side of that. So i don't want someone to feel that i have an expectation of them like you and i have a partnership where we talk on mondays and then i edit during the week and then you listen to the edited version and then you type up the show notes and we each have our roles in this but if i'm not able to edit one week i don't feel that you have an expectation that i'm going to do that or that you're going to judge me in any way or feel differently about me and so same with you if you're not able to get to the show notes or we're not able to talk on a Monday night, like there's no pressure there. And I want to be a no pressure, easy person to be around. So I'm trying to lay low on putting expectations on people. But with that said, part of my role as a teacher and as a parent is to help people to be better versions of themselves. And where does that, where does that line and where does that balance fall? Yeah. You know, we both embrace helping other people be better. And in order to help someone be better, there is a standard that we need to help them achieve. And what is that? And should that be set? completely by them or should we, you know, meet halfway on that? That's a it's an interesting thing to think about.
1: Yeah, that is interesting standards and expectations because when I think of coaching, right, or you probably you for, for teaching, it's the same thing. Like the, there are certain minimum bars of proficiency, right? That you the you have to especially in school, right? Like like you have to meet these things or else you're not going to graduate. So are those are those expectations? Or like now I'm very curious to understand how do you so if you if students come into your class and they have, and you have no expectation, and you audibly say, "I don't have any expectation of you per se," what tools do you teach them, or or what tools do you leverage and teach them to allow them to experience a, a classroom of no expectation, if there, if you can even put a finger on it, or is it just by being the way that you are?
0: Yeah, it's interesting because we have. I have expectations of how people carry themselves in the space. I want it to be a very warm, comfortable space for everyone that enters it. In order for that to happen, people have to carry themselves in a certain way. You know, I have an expectation that no student is going to use social media during the hour that we're together. So there's those type of expectations, like the norms or the rules and routines, protocols. And then there's the expectation of what Mr. D might think of me if I do use social media. And what I want my students to know is if that protocol is broken, the way that I view them does not change. And often I tell people, for me, it's looking at the heart, not the action. So if I know enough about the person to see and know what their heart is, the action is not going to disappoint me. And I think that's something that I'm going to be reminding my daughter a lot over the next yeah. couple decades is, yes, you chose this action, but the action, that's not nearly important to me as, as the person that you are and the heart that you have.
1: Wow. Yeah, that's to say, it's funny. We, it's funny we wanted to focus on the one side, but it always comes seems to come back to the other side because that's the hardest part that I find of parenting is is like. Here's a perfect example. My youngest son Ian. The other day, we came back from Whistler, and there was this huge puddle of oil where his car's parked. And I was like, "Hey, something wrong with your car?" And you know, I have a fleet of these cars, so I, I could tell pretty well like when something's going on. I was like, "Hey, did you remind, park there?" Remind me how old your son is? Ian is uh, eighteen. Thanks. And so. He's like, oh, I didn't park there. I don't know. So then I'm talking to to Ryland, who's I don't know, twenty, to almost twenty-one, big trouble. And uh, he's like, no, I didn't park there. Ian parked there. And I was like, okay. So a couple of days go by, and then yesterday or the day before, I I sit like right here at this window to my right. You can't see it, but is my driveway and then the road. And so Ian's he's out there playing with his car, and he's got the hood up. And I come out, the, and he knocks on the window. And he's, he's like, where's the oil? And I was like, well, what do you mean, where's the oil? It's to the garage, you know? And he's like, oh, okay. So he comes back after a while. And I was like, wow, it took you that long to put that much oil in the car? And he's like, well, here's the thing. And I was like, what? He didn't put the oil cap on last time. So all of this oil has just been spewing out of the car, you know, into all over the place. And so there's this huge puddle, right? And so I'm thinking to myself, man, you know, like... How many times have I told him to check the oil? I taught him how to do the oil. You know, we have all these things, and so it does kind of form this expectation. But at the same time, I'm like, how can you be so foolish? Like, you know what I mean? And so that's that parenting thing. And then that's when I get overloaded, and it's like, you know, all these words come out of your mouth that you don't really mean. But for you, it's cool because you're just like, no, that was just the action. That was just the choice that you made, or not a choice in this case, but that was just something that happened. But that doesn't. Detract from who you are, you know what I mean. So it's yeah. now. Now I'm telling you that's my goal. What I put into practice no, sure. is always that. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I have a very.
0: I feel I have a very high level of um, patience with my students when it comes to that stuff, and less with my daughter. Yeah,
1: for sure. Yeah, I fight a nickel for every time I sat in this room working on the computer, and my wife says something like, "How can you be so nice to those people at work?" <laughs> but but as soon as you're off that computer, you're somebody completely different, and it's just. I don't know. I wish I knew why. And it's not. Yeah. It's an interesting yeah. thing to think about is, is the standard and the expectation. how Yeah. How play? expectation mixed in that somewhere. Yeah. Right. right. And it's not only yeah. our expectation. Yes. Then if you peel the layer back, there's expectations floating around all the people. That's another thing. All the people around us have their own lives with their own set of rules and their own expectations. And oftentimes we can get caught up in why something's not going the way you wish it was going. But you fail, it's very hard to recognize that those people also have a whole other set of rules they're playing by in their own head. Right. And when those things clash, it's just like, you have to have that space to, That's yeah, to contemplate like, oh, your day could be going completely off rail and here I want you to, you know, take me to the mall or, you know, or something, you know, and it's yeah. just like, that's never going to happen. But.
0: I've it's always been fascinated by the fact that we have the way that we view ourselves and then we have the way that we think people view us. Yeah. And then there's the way that they actually view us, and those three perspectives can be so vastly different.
1: Yeah, they always are. That's the interesting part. That's what makes it so so interesting. Is and then there's another layer on there. Is like, what do I think about the way I think you're thinking about me? <laughs> this is like, yes. Whew, yes. you know, before you know it, you're caught up in this entire story in your head that makes no sense. So again, if you had no expectation and you didn't have to worry about it, then. You know, life would be a breeze. But so, when it comes to schooling struggle
0: and yeah. the struggle piece being expectations, yeah. Uh, in general, what are some ways that you navigate that?
1: I, I I just try to I just try to think before I try to map things out on my tongue before they come out of my mouth. And when I do that, I find that there's that pause, that moment, right where you again, it's interesting that we have this word keep coming up. You have this choice of how you're going to respond or or what pieces of fragments of thought you're going to use to make those words that are about to come out of your mouth or form that opinion that's going on in your head. And I think the more I can, the more I can, and I don't know if it's, uh, the deeper I can sink back into that space and look wide, the easier it is for me to say, that's just me projecting something on somebody else. And I better. I could do better to make these words that are come out of my mouth be more respectful of whoever it is is receiving them, and that's that's kind of that's the tool I use is, is that space. I get that through mindfulness, but I mean, if you just watch how you respond to things after a while, and then and then you can realize patterns of I don't get along with that person often, or we often butt heads, and there is probably a reason for that. One one piece of advice I got one time that really is so simple, but it really shook me was if you are having a problem with somebody interpersonally you can, you, you can um, there's two things. You can ask them, what is it about me that's not coming off in a way where we can meet, where we can achieve success? Like there seems to always be this thing that takes a, a bit of practice and a bit of humbleness in order to ask that question. And the other part with that is to be able to look at that situation and say, if I was that other person, what is it about me <laughs> that that always triggers this person. It's, but again, it just always goes back to that space. So I think if, you could, if you're if you able to find that space and, and cultivate it, it's widening, I think the better off. That's my tool anyways.
0: Yeah, something that has been helpful for me too is I try to think about like, if I were to respond to this situation with this person, how would they respond toward me? And to almost hold that person to the expectation that I think that they might hold me to. I don't know if this is, a super productive way to go about it, but this is definitely something that I've done. So I have a friend that's borderline unoffendable. No matter what I could say or do around this friend, he his feelings would not get hurt. So if he were to say or do something around me, my goal is for my feelings never to get hurt because I want to kind of match where he's at. Whereas that standard or that expectation being around somebody else might be different. Like if that person said or did something about me or toward me I might handle it differently than if my friend who's unoffendable did it and that's that's an interesting interesting piece as well
1: I can't believe I have an unoffendable friend <laughs> I don't have anybody that fits even into close to that ballpark that's do you just test it on a co- on a constant basis just to see if you can rattle the chains oh man
0: yeah back in the day yeah it was it was you know high school and my 20s and yeah it's just anything goes
1: yeah
0: i mean it would be fun th- this dude went to new york city with a couple of his friends and he got sick in new york city and he just left and didn't tell anyone was <laughs> leaving new york city and at the end he came the end of the night they're like where the heck is he like texting him calling him like yo like where, what 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 are you in where are you in new york city he's like nah he's like i had enough i left they're like what he's like yeah i'm on a train back back to connecticut i'm thinking to myself like I I wouldn't be able to get upset with him because if I just left New York City and left him there, he wouldn't care. Yeah. It wouldn't bother him. That's so so interesting. Yeah. 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 So um, (laughs) when it comes to this topic of expectation, I often think that when applying things to my life, I'm looking for the theoretical, which is kind of what we've been talking about um, for, for most of this conversation. And then there's the tactical. Like what can I put into play in my life? That's objective. I either did it or I didn't do it. And I know if I did or if I didn't do it. What are some objective tactics that you might use to help navigate the struggle of expectation?
1: Yeah, I think one of them is find those those people, those situations that you're uncomfortable with and practice different outcomes based on your expectations that you may carry. So if you know you're going into something and you know you're carrying this expectation, next time you're there take steps closer to diffusing that or or unarming disarming that expectation and see what becomes differently and then take note of that so see if it's positive or negative you're going to something's going to happen right another thing that i think about is how we habituate over the same thing often like you'll get stuck in these cycles where you're just doing the same kind of actions over and over and over again and to step out of those and look and make one little shift in those is kind of the same way because When I think of um, like my wife is, is she is highly ritualized. Like she does all the same things every day. Like she sets her medicine out by the coffee maker because she goes to the coffee maker in the morning and turns the coffee maker on. And I'm thinking to myself after a while, that becomes your norm. That becomes the expectation you have of yourself. So what happens if you go somewhere else and suddenly there's not a coffee pot Where are you going to put all these things? And then, you know, so it's like, it's just interrupting those patterns. I think is is that's my, that's my advice.
0: Our greatest strength is our greatest weakness, right? Yeah. I definitely live by the adage discipline is freedom or routine is freedom. So, your wife and I would, would do very well there. How and that's Always routine that's the, freedom. That is
1: so crazy. Oh,
0: whole different episode. Huh. Let's do it.
1: Yeah. Um, my wife and I
0: are very regimented 99% of the time. Our daughter is just right on point because everything is kind of in line. And if something gets thrown out of line, she can't handle it. Huh. Whereas I have family members who are raising their kids. They're, you know, not as regimented with their bedtimes and their food intake and the, t- you know, the times that these things happen. And if their schedule gets thrown off, there's no issues because that's just the way they are. And, yeah. and that's what they're used to. So that expectation. Yeah. Um, One tactical piece that's helpful for me, I often think when it comes to expectations, where we often get most disappointed is with the actions of others, right? How others have interacted with us and how that's hurt us in some way, shape or form can be something as simple as, you know, the person at the grocery store or a lifelong relationship. And I try to remind myself, and maybe this is just some coping mechanism or self-preservation, but if somebody treats me in a way that I don't feel is justified or I feel is um, negative in some way, I try to remind myself that the way that they're treating me right now. Is not necessarily an indictment of my character, but it's just a culmination of all of their life experiences leading up to that point. And even if it's someone I know well and someone I'm, you know, sharing a lifelong relationship with, it doesn't mean that I need to take what they're saying or doing incredibly personal. So an expectation that I have for myself is when I'm interacting with other people to think that the way that they're interacting with me is representation of their, their life experience leading up to the point, And it's not necessarily something that I'm doing or saying. And if I do, if I do do or say something that I think was incorrect, um, to own that as soon as I can and move forward. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I'm walking around going, well, I'm perfect. Nothing's wrong with me. It's everybody else. It's, it's not that at all, but it's, if somebody, you know, hurts me in some way that it's, how can I have compassion compassion toward their backstory enough to respond in a way that is graceful and productive?
1: Yeah, that's awesome. How often does that work? That's got to be hard to keep in the forefront.
0: Uh, you get a lot of practice as a teacher. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> there's just so many different <laughs> yeah. backstories and backgrounds you know, hundreds of different kids that I'm interacting with every day. That's interesting. And I've had a lot of practice in the last 16 years with yeah. that. It's harder when it's people that I feel know me very well and should see me this way or should expect this of me. Mm. Um, so should. yeah, that's, that's a tactical piece. Yeah. Shoulds. Yeah,
1: the shoulds. Right? Go shitting all over the place. <laughs> huh? Yeah. I bet teachers that's constant. I bet. Like near constant to be a teacher and have to deal with.
0: I mean, not I don't remember one of the first yeah. times I used it. Uh, there was a kid that was being restrained. He was in like third or fourth grade. And my office was just off of the gym. And I was walking through the gym. And this kid had ran out of class and he'd thrown chairs and was acting in a way bad that day. Wasn't th- He's having a bad day. Yeah. Although I don't believe in bad days, just challenging moments within 24 hour periods. Different topic. Um, he was having a he was having a moment. And he was not being safe for himself or for others. So the people in the school thought it would be best to restrain him, and they were holding him. And as I, I was just walking through the through the gym, not related to that situation at all, and he and I were close, and he was just looking at me, going, "You're nothing, Driscoll. You're nothing. You got nothing, Driscoll." And I I wasn't the one restraining him. I wasn't anywhere near him. And I just thought to myself, the way he's treating me right now is a manifestation of his life. It's not anything I'm doing toward him right now. Yeah, You know, maybe in his mind, I should have been over there helping him. I I don't know, but that's the first time I can vividly remember saying to myself, don't take it personal, Pete. Hmm. This is a result of him. Don't take it personal. This is a result of his story. And ever since then, um, that's been really helpful. So I try to be unoffendable when it comes to that kind of stuff.
1: Have you been in proximity with uh, educators that, aren't able to do that. Yes. Yeah. And that probably doesn't end well.
0: Yeah. I think at the elementary level, there's a little bit more of an understanding about that. But as you, as the kids age up, there's an expectation of, you know, these kids should be doing something yeah. for me or the, you know, these kids I'm working harder than the students. Well, I should be working harder on the students. I'm getting paid to be right. here And they're not. I'm yeah. choosing to be here and they're forced to be here. Yeah, so, Or they should know yeah. better,
1: right? They should be more respectful. They should do this. They should, they should know yep. these things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not saying that we need to drop the bar or lower the standard for any of that, but I'm just saying when that action happens, I actually found that when I show compassion toward the kid and I have forged a deeper relationship with the kid, the likelihood of that action happening in the future drops yep. dramatically. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. But it's the same with like, you know, with anything like my role in our family is to go to the grocery store and buy the food and my, when my wife requests that i buy a certain thing and i come home and i and i don't have it she's so compassionate she's like yep yeah, yeah, no big deal and i'm like so when she forgets something i'm i'm cool huh. you know so it's, yeah that expectation kind of plays both ways
1: she's not like where's my candy corns, peter you're supposed <laughs> to I give say, me some oh, candy corns. <laughs> oh Candy corns. Yeah, they didn't make it into the basket. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. I'm going to send your wife some candy corns (laughs) on the sly. (laughs) But a a big piece, a big part of the reason why I wanted to have this conversation is just
0: because you and I had a number of discussions prior to launching this podcast. And we're like, all right, here are the rules. We're going to do it as long as we enjoy it. Yeah. And we cannot have any expectations. We can't have any expectations for analytics. We can't have any expectations for. Any of that stuff. And that's just been really helpful for me to just enjoy this process. So this is like a, a microcosm of the whole expectations huh. experiment. Can I be lying if I didn't say, look at the analytics every now and again? We are coming up on 1,000 listens. Oh, whoa. Yeah, exciting stuff. Congrats. Um, but there is no expectation for me in that way. And as long as I'm enjoying having these conversations and enjoying the process, like we're going to keep this podcast going. And it's that way with many of the aspects of my life, with my Cool. fitness and with all those different types of things.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. How do you feel like you how do you feel like the show's going so far based on your non-expectations?
0: I honestly, so the coolest thing that has come out of this podcast is I've had so many people in the last couple of weeks reach out to me and say, Hey, this thing that you and Todd talked about uh, really resonated, really resonated with me this way. And now I'm applying it to my life. And they'll give me a specific example or they'll reach out and be like, oh my gosh, you know, you guys have great chemistry and the way that your conversation flows has really been helpful for me. Um, I had a student say, Hey, I sat down to listen to one episode and I listened to all of them straight through. Did you know that every episode you've put out is three, three and a half hours total. And it's just things that people have shared about how the podcast has helped them personally has just been amazing. So if you're out there listening right now, um, that is the fuel that keeps me going. So please don't ever hesitate to reach out and be like, hey, you guys talked about this and I thought it was cool. Or hey, you talked about this and now I've put into my life this. And I had some some high school friends that I haven't seen in a decade, two close friends of mine that ended up that were high school sweethearts that have ended up together since. And their son had a hockey tournament in Vermont. And they're like, hey, we're cruising through. We just want to drop by and say hi. And they drop by and say hi, and like we talk about the podcast. It was just so awesome. So yeah, that's I'm cool. incredibly grateful. It's it's really really cool. Yeah, that's. That, so I had no expectations that people would reach out and and connect with us this way, and this has been such a really really enjoyable experience for me. That's cool. In that regard.
1: Yeah, yeah, I've had an uptick of people the same way, and it's funny that I think I sent it to you. I'm not sure, but uh, my sister in law was like. What's where's the podcast? I was, I was like, that's so funny you asked because today's show was all about expectations. (laughs) She's like, oh, that's apt. (laughs) So it's interesting, but yeah, people have been coming out of the woodwork actually that I wasn't expecting, and they're like, hey, what's with this podcast? I was like, yeah, because I didn't really tell anybody. I just did it and then see what happens. But Yeah. yeah, it's pretty cool. And then the stuff you share is also awesome. So thank you for that. Oh man, all
0: you people out there that reached out to me. Oh man, just keep doing that. It really, really fills me up way more than you would ever know or understand. That's cool.
1: Right on. Good. Well, how that, how was that? How was that conversation for expectation? Do we, do we do, do it all right? It absolutely
0: met my expectations? All right.
1: Perfect. Yeah. That's what I was hoping yeah. For it.
0: So with that said, to all listeners out there, we want to thank you so very much for your ears. We appreciate your time and we're incredibly grateful for your attention. School and Struggle podcast We are out. See ya.